chapter excerpt from Carefree, It Starts With Open, an invitation to come out of hiding and embrace your supernatural self by Edwina McKenzie. Chapter 9. Grace. Friday, May 1st, 2015. When we see someone as whole, complete, and perfect, when we see their soul, what is in their heavily guarded heart, we allow them a chance, if only for a moment, to see it for themselves. Journal Entry, June 9, 2015. My memory of this day is still crystal clear. They scheduled my brain map for the 6 a.m. meditation, and I arrived 30 minutes earlier to get prepped. When I draw the disc for my table, I burst into tears. Day 2, Grace. Interwoven into the fabric of my life, I'm in awe of the synchronicity of this word arriving in my life today. Grace is even inscribed three times on my wedding band. When I discover the grace table is at the back of the room, right by the door, my mind is even more blown. Go me. I see how the intentions I'd set the day before manifested. I have first choice for a seat, more than enough space to lie down, and I can get out of the room quickly. I was still running the joke of being the back of the bus girl, just couldn't get close to that stage. I drop my stuff and head over to meet the science team. Turns out the technician for the brain map, or electroencephalography, EEG, lives near me in Toronto. We fellow Canadians get to know each other as she puts the tight cap on my head, then pours goo in the holes so she can attach the electrodes to my scalp. An EEG records the electrical activity of the brain, and many people think the wires go into your skull. They do not. Nothing about being brain mapped hurts, but you do end up with a freaky Halloween-worthy hairdo. I was already looking forward to grabbing a shower during the breakfast break. Dr. Joe started by teaching the blessing of the energy center's meditation and had us choose symbols for each center. Anxiety built in me during the explanation. I was apprehensive about whether I could hold my urine and not get distracted during an extended meditation. Tethered to the machine by the cap, I couldn't make a last-minute run to the restroom. Could I overcome my bladder? I drew out my symbols, and it was finally time to get started. The technician did a baseline of my brain at rest, noted I was a bit nervous, and the meditation began. Three months later, I had a consultation to understand my brain map. The report showed quick entry into a meditative state, rapid connection to the field, and strong visualizations throughout. The scientist told me that the screen on the EEG showed some unusual activity when the meditation was almost over, and he wanted to know what had happened. Apparently, my entire brain had lit up. About an hour and a half after my jittery beginning, the meditation started winding down. People were lying on the floor with soft music playing. The EEG tech had told me I could rest my head and arms on the table in front of me, so I'd put my pillow there in order to be halfway comfortable. The music went on for a while and my mind started wandering. I wasn't content with doing nothing. I decided I'd energetically check on my daughter, my son, and the friend I'd brought with me in spirit. Out of nowhere, 
A distinct female voice spoke to me. She sounded very familiar. These were not thoughts I was having. This was a voice I was hearing. The words she spoke are as clear to me today as the moment I heard them for the first time. They were direct and filled with gentle love. I was being bathed in grace. Dwin, everyone is safe. You are safe. Everyone in your world is safe. The voice continued. You don't have to take care of anyone anymore. Everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be. Then, to my utter surprise, she told me, Dwin, you are officially off duty. You can go play now. Go play. The realization I'm hearing these words is now processing in my brain and body. The emotions are so intense that I'm shaking uncontrollably, crying with astonishment and joy. Tears soak my eye mask. One part of my awareness knows that my right hand is lifting from the table on its own volition, vibrating with an immense amount of energy. Another part of my awareness flew out of my body after the voice told me to go play. I'm flying around the top of the room in complete and utter bliss. I am free. Time no longer exists. There is only this magical moment. Dismissed from a lifetime of timeouts in a corner, I'm flying around like a little kid for the sheer thrill of it all. I'm light and joyous and happy, relishing my first taste of true freedom. I hadn't connected a condition known as hypervigilance to my lifelong tendency to scan my environment to assess whether I was safe. My mother had always been emotionally unpredictable. From the time I was a little girl, I'd learned to observe my surroundings so I could predict and evade what she might do next. She called me sneaky. I now know I was adapting my behavior so I could survive in a hostile environment. I carried this low-level hum of feeling unsafe into adulthood. All my years of therapy and inner work had never brought hypervigilance into view. After the meditation, I'm giddy with glee. Bradley finds me, then rounds up the rest of the roomies to go back to the condo for breakfast. I'm jumping up and down with excitement, goo in my hair, babbling a mile a minute, attempting to describe my experience and the pure clarity of her voice. It took over two years for that familiar voice to finally reveal herself. When we walk outside, I notice a distinct heightening of my senses. The morning sunshine is a warm embrace, and I can see intricate details of the cactus and birds. My gooey hair shower feels like my first ever encounter with water. I know I'm going to be late, but I stay there, reveling in the sensual stream pouring over my skin, touching it, tasting it, laughing at myself. The sheer joy of being physical is glorious. In other news, my right hand had so much energy in it, I hadn't been able to bring it down to my side, 
It was frozen in a bit of a wave, as if it was still hovering over the table. What's a girl to do? During the walk back, I joked about my hand. It has so much energy in it. What am I going to do with it all? I asked, only to have Bradley jump up and down, saying, I'll take it, I'll take it. We stopped. I asked him where he wanted me to place my hand. He said, my heart. So I did. We both felt and saw the fireworks. Bolts of lightning came out of my hand into his heart, and we could see these glorious fiery colors. Oranges and reds and yellows and blues. He almost fell over from the power. I'd learned how to do energy healing back in the mid-90s, but never really used it. Plus, this was a power I'd never felt before. Turns out, Bradley's heart really needed that jump start. He rarely talks about his voodoo curse diagnosis or the fact that his dad was dying of cancer as the reasons for seeking Dr. Joe's work. For him, just being in carefree was a miracle. Dr. Joe does a monthly teleclass where he takes questions, and much to Bradley's surprise, he got chosen the prior February. He shared a story of meditating in the woods and having a deer walk up and sit down close to him. When he'd connected with the deer and asked her for help, she took his symptoms away for a few days. Bradley wanted to know how to have that happen for him consistently. He also mentioned how much he'd love to get to the sold-out workshop. They offered him a spot the very next day. Honestly, this guy can manifest anything. He's open to trying new things, a sponge for information, and lives life with wonder and enthusiasm. Now that I had freed my inner child from her prison, Bradley was the perfect person to show me what being a carefree kid could really be like. Adwina, you put an orange rod in the area of my heart and I feel it. Thank you. I have my hand on it as I cry and look out the window. It gives me strength and love and joy. It's a bottomless source of energy. Email from Bradley on his flight out of Phoenix, May 8, 2015. Later that day, I found my friends by the pool waiting to do video testimonials. They wanted me to do one too, but I tried to put it off. I said it was because I was wearing a swimsuit, but I didn't think I was ready. Bradley and Jeannie were all in, of course, and the person behind the camera encouraged me to tell it rather than wait. I'm so grateful to all of them because I have a permanent record of my breakthrough from the day it happened. Our videos are on Dr. Joe's YouTube channel. You can find mine there or go to resources.adwina.com to watch it and get more of this story. At the end, I say... Who knows what's going to happen next? Get ready for the answer, because that question blew the doors wide open to a weekend beyond belief. Who am I now? Whenever I watch my testimonial, I see how lit up I was that May Day in 2015. Seeing it unedited right after, knowing I'd done it entirely off the cuff, I realized I could speak from the heart with no need for a script. For the first time in my life, I saw the inner me reflected back to me, poised, glowing, playful, 
beautiful, emanating joy and awe. And I liked her. A lot. She was my future self. And when she showed up live and in person, she was even more glorious than I'd ever imagined. I've used the clip about being a light being from my mind movie. And today, I can watch that testimonial and have it completely alter my state. Whenever I watch my testimonial, I see how lit up I was that May day in 2015. Seeing it unedited right after, knowing I'd done it entirely off the cuff, I realized I could speak from the heart with no need for a script. For the first time in my life, I saw the inner me reflected back to me, poised, glowing, beautiful, playful, emanating joy and awe. And I liked her a lot. She was my future self, and when she showed up live and in person, she was even more glorious than I'd ever imagined. I've used the part about being a light being in my mind movies, and today I can watch that testimonial and have it completely alter my state. Understanding the connection between safety and freedom has become part of my mission. I want every person to feel safe to be themselves, to walk this earth knowing we are always taken care of. Strengthening my understanding of safety meant opening to more awareness of what I believed about our choice to live on earth, my concept of death, and the dance of judgment between opposites. Exploring the deeper purpose of our relationship with light-dark, good-bad, right-wrong, negative-positive. Although feeling safe landed in my body that day, it took longer to feel safe to be me publicly. I've had to accept that I talk about things that make some people uncomfortable, like death, like choices we make to stay stuck, like being guided by light beings. I used to feel uncomfortable when others were uncomfortable, so I didn't tell people my sisters were dead for the longest time or openly share who I am. A quote from You Are the Placebo stays with me, encouraging me to be more. We have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. I know what that means now, in my mind and in my experience. I left carefree knowing I was protected and had always been, even as a helpless child. I met the light beings who walk with me, offer me guidance, and answer my endless questions. There's a reason we are told to put safety first to make sure we secure ourselves before we help others. Yet we can't truly feel safe if we walk around the planet attempting to avoid all the things, people, and experiences that could harm us. Safety is knowing in every cell of our bodies we are all, as the voice in Carefree told me, always safe. When my kids were little, I read a parenting book that explained why having a routine would help them feel safe in their world to explore outside of that safe place. Kids who had a foundation of love, who knew they would get fed at the same time each day, that someone would always be there when they cried. Those were the kids willing to take more risks, be more adventurous, 
and openly ask questions. In contrast, my childhood taught me it was safer to live my life according to the rules of my mother, even though those rules were a constantly moving target. Ways to win my mother's love often changed from day to day, and sometimes from hour to hour. In my quest to become a good girl, with no real understanding of what that meant, I wandered lost for a long, long time. Knowing I was safe finally freed me to be me. Even though I annoyed some people with my youthful exuberance, I stayed with this journey of discovery. I've had more and more mystical experiences, and more and more of my questions are being answered all the time. It became my deepest desire to discover how to help others find that feeling of safety, to have that knowing of being taken care of, to revel in the bliss of that freedom. Results of the May 1st, 2015 Brain Map The scientific tests at workshops are conducted by a research team. We could purchase an explanation of our individual results, so I said yes to my report along with a 30-minute consultation with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. Dr. Fannin is a neuroscientist and one of the world's top brain experts, and he led the scientific team in Carefree. Dr. Fannin was very interested in my mystical experience as it helps to interpret the results of the scans. Having a renowned scientist explain to me what went on in my brain during a breakthrough of that magnitude has been an incredible gift. Remember, I'd learned to meditate in 1996, then done it off and on for a few years, starting again in November 2014. That's over a decade of rarely, if ever, meditating. Even in the weeks coming into carefree, I'd become very intermittent. Something interesting happens when you have scientific validation of a breakthrough experience that is so challenging to describe. It feels really fantastic, and mostly, it makes you want to do more of it. This is what Dr. Fannin said to wrap up our time together. You have all the markers of an advanced meditator, strong connection to the field, strong gateway to your subconscious, the markers at alpha that let you be present, the area that shows you have very, very strong visualizations. By the end of the meditation, you are in the zone, a hyper-coherent state with lots of information being processed with very strong emotions. Your ability to free yourself is rare. We do not see that very often, and we've seen hundreds of scans over the past one and a half years. By the end, you are in the upper frequencies and are just all in on the experience. Learning to let go and allow is one of the hardest things people have to do in these meditations, and scientifically, you are doing it all exactly right. To see more from the Brain Map Report, go to resources.adwina.com.